Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome in 11 o'clock hour here on Rabot & Co. ESPN 680, 105.7. Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you. Got you for another hour. Bobby V after us, roundtable 3 o'clock here. Go local, 7 to 6 every weekday here at ESPN Louisville. Uh, of course, you can catch the drive. Mark Ennis over there, 3 to 6 on 93.9, leading into Louisville women's basketball tonight. Um, as they play, uh, why did I lose that deck? Where are they playing tonight? Remind me. Uh, are they in Miami by chance? I mean, am I just uh, doubling up? Here? I don't believe so. Okay. I actually don't have it at the top. I will get that schedule. <laughs> this is really good radio, people. I know. Fantastic radio. They yeah, are in Pittsburgh that. tonight. Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, it Bellarmine is. in uh, North Alabama tonight uh, as well. Um, Florence, gets, Alabama. Florence, Alabama. Maybe one more time. Uh, yep, I can't. Um, yep, yep. Can't read the rest of that, but. That was one of them. We bring in Jay Davis. Uh, Jay, we we are a three-segment-an-hour show, and sometimes uh, when you talk to the beat writer for Kentucky basketball, you run a little long, so you have a short segment to end an hour. I never assume guests are listening before they jump on the show. So we were talking music videos. Do you have a top three? Uh, <clears throat> Juvenile High, that's like my favorite video. Nice. Uh, just because of where it was shot and, you know, all the neighborhood people, and it just kind of showed you you know, his neighborhood, you know, like usually in the nineties, you know, it was a lot of New York, East coast, you know, West coast, but you know, that was the first time I, you know, you know, saw, you know, a neighborhood in the Mahoney projects in New Orleans. And, you know, I love the song, you know, so that just made it even better. So that's one of them. Um, you know, I always liked, uh, what's it going to be Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson. That's a high Williams video from around the same time. All the best videos were, were made in the '90s, so we'll we'll just start right there. So, <laughs> so Bust, you know, Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson is, is another one. Um, you know, and then you know, Ludacris had really entertaining videos. I think it was, uh, you know, stand up where he was just you know had like the giant foot or the giant Popeye arm, and you know that was just another entertaining one too. There you go. We had a bunch of really good ones come down on the text line. The the couple that I thought of immediately, I think everyone goes to Thriller, right? You go to the ja- Michael Jackson. They're just artistically, they're beautiful, right? It's that kind of thing. And then um, you ever see Sledgehammer? You ever see the Sledgehammer video, the claymation? No. Oh, okay. That's a good one. One that I haven't mentioned yet, Land of Confusion is terrifying. I mean, it's a terrifying video. So uh, that. And the other one I haven't mentioned is Aha, the black and white where the guy... Uh, yeah. Falls into the animated. That's a pretty good one. Um, but I, yeah, family, I think Family Guy took that. Yeah, Family Guy stole it. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes, they did. And then the um, the other one that I really enjoy is Sabotage by uh, Beastie Boys. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thriller. I didn't even you know think to go to Thriller because Thriller's like in a class. It's its own class. That's right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Jay Davis with us. Uh, You can find him at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter. Uh, All the happenings up there at First Gen. You wrote about it, so I'm going to ask you about it. Uh, Michigan wins a national title. You and I both went to Michigan State. That's how we know one another, or at least how we met. And um, it's never comfortable when your uh, <laughs> when your rival doesn't just win something, but they're clearly the best in their in their group in that year. And frankly, make a case to be one of the best teams you know that the sport has had in a very long time. Uh, you wrote about it at first gen. What did you uh, What did you learn about yourself uh, watching your rival dominate a college football season? I learned that I'm a lot more uh, you know even killed than I would have been like ten fifteen years ago, pretty much. You know, because there was no like vitriol or anything like that and I think part of that goes you know Michigan State's been bad for the last couple of years you know we had our run our huge run it's you know you got to think about this you know I was thinking about this earlier today our good our big run you know the first half of the last decade that's been over for almost a decade now so you know just being in the place that Michigan State's at you know there's you know it's just like you know what like if we were closer had we gone 10 and 2 11 and 1 this year lost close to them you know maybe beat Penn State or Ohio State um you know, then I, then you think, damn, you know, we could have we could have been there, could've we been had a shot, team, but yeah, right. that was not the case at all. You know, we stunk this year. So, you know, and you know, just thinking about Harbaugh, he's accomplished wherever he's gone. You know, he's a winner, and you know, I think that you know, cemented his place as one of the best coaches. You know, on the sidelines right now. It's one of your uh, favorite pieces that you've written, actually, based on our metrics. And so, if you want to check that out, First Gen Sports One St GenSports.com. Uh, you'll see Jay's stuff up there. You'll see all my horse racing stuff uh, as well. You know, an interesting run for them through the tournament. What was it like in in your area? You wrote about it a little bit, actually, for Cranes uh, and the sales. I, I got to imagine, man, just because having grown up around it and whatever else and the passion around Michigan football, I, is there like an estimated amount of pair of apparel they're going to sell? I mean, it's got to be, I mean, eight, nine digits easy, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's It's going to be it would be at least eight figures. You know, there's, uh, you know, there's all, all kinds of different apparel companies that are, you know, getting deals with getting licensing deals with the university. There's one local company that, you know, uh, put out a shirt on Tuesday morning and they just did like limited quantities just to see how it went. They only, and they only raised the price of their shirts $5 from where they normally would be from like 25 to 30. And that's only because you got to give $5 back to the school for a licensing fee. Um, you know, the MDEN, you know, the Michigan store, there's like six locations. I had to stop in one in downtown Detroit, you know, uh, on Tuesday afternoon. And, you know, they had I, they had a couple of hats, you know, they had a couple of shirts. Uh, like, you know, that stuff's flying off the shelves. One of, our, one of my good buddies, uh, Brian, you know, you know, Brian, yep. he, uh, Tuesday morning, you know, he got up and went to the MDEN that was close to his house or where his, you know, his business is and, you know, picked up a couple of things. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's I mean, it, it makes sense, you know, this is of course. This is their first outright title since the Korean War. So, you know, naturally people are going to, you know, get what they can, you know, because this doesn't come around at often, especially when you consider, you know, the uh, the little bit of uncertainty surrounding, you know, Harbaugh's future there, you know, and, and different things like that. You know, J.J. Car- J. J. McCarthy, excuse me, maybe leaving. Blake Corum's going to be gone. So, you know, when, when this happens, you know, people load up on that stuff. Jay Davis with us. I, um, you know, you know, staying with football and staying with, you know, trying to qualify for the tournament, obviously it expands next year. We go for four teams, 212 in the CFP. Uh, locally, the team that seems most primed to make a run there uh, is the University of Louisville. Obviously, Kentucky, uh, new quarterback adjusting to uh, a new SEC schedule, has to play Georgia early, goes to Texas next year, etc. Uh, Going to be pretty difficult for Kentucky to make the kind of run that lands them 
in the top 12. I was worried after the bowl game, Jay, that, and I expressed it on this air, and I was very wrong, that losing that game to USC would hurt them in preseason rankings for next year. And the only reason I care about that is because college football really cares about preseason rankings. But they have ended up in the top 25 in everything that I can find. Um, for next year, where do you, where would you be comfortable with your team being ranked, and do they need to be doing something like making the conference title game or something like that? You know, Let's keep it with Louisville. If you're a Louisville fan and you want them in the playoff next year, are you hoping for an ACC title, or are you hoping for something else? What, what would you be aiming for, you think? You know, if you put yourself in position for the ACC title, you know, that, that gives you a shot at the playoff right there. You know, just looking at their schedule, their first two games, you know, they're, you know, Austin Peay's, I don't think Austin Peay's D1, but Jacksonville State, even though Jacksonville State had a pretty good year this year, those are two games they should win. You know, there's, they only have four get they only have the dates for four games set, I should say. You know, they got Notre Dame the first month. They, they go to South Bend. Um, but the ACC portion of their schedule isn't difficult at all, just looking at it. And I, I hate saying that, you know, because with any fan base, most fan bases outside of like Alabama, Ohio State, think they're get, think their team's going to lose every week. You know, they just get inside their head. But you know, I mean, you've seen it. You know, they got a couple of the newbies. You know, they got SMU. They're going to Stanford. Um, they're at Virginia. They got Pitt coming to Louisville. Georgia Tech's coming there. Miami's coming there. They go to Clemson. So pretty much, you know, you you get through that Clemson game. I think, you know, that they should have another shot at, you know, winning the ACC title and, you know, locking up a playoff spot. So I think I think an appearance in the ACC championship game and a spot in the playoff, you know, with there being wild card spots, that should that should be a goal for Louisville fans and the program next year. All right, let's go to the hardwood. Uh, you texted during the game, so obviously you were at least paying attention. Louisville wins mm-hmm. in Miami last night. And, and look, I, we decided opening in the show, um, you know, I walked in, Zach will tell you, I looked at him and I said, dude, I don't know how to open today because I don't want to be negative because I'm watching my Pistons right now have a similar sort of run. Anytime they show glimpses, uh, I get it. You know, it makes, you know, gives me some glee, frankly. And so uh, I don't want to, you know, downplay how people feel about the game. Obviously, we're getting all the UK fan texts. Oh, no, you got to extend them now. Give them more time. Uh, this kind of stuff. But um, it, look, if they can keep this going, then obviously we'll have a different conversation. How much do you trust that they'll keep this going, Jay? You know, last night was interesting. You know, they play eight guys, you know, essentially seven guys. Yep. Um, they shoot the hell out of the ball. You know, their splits were pretty much off the charts. And, you know, that was obviously the story of the game. You know, they just they, – they shot really well. Miami shot really badly. They shot really badly from all over the floor. And, you know, that was a difference in the game. And, you know, they're just going to have to hope for, you know, some more nights like that. I saw Mark Ennis yesterday on – on Twitter, I'm not calling it X, you know, tweeted, tweeted out the uh, pick of the Ken Palm, you know, schedule that basically Ken Palm yeah, right. wasn't predicting them to win any more games this year. And, you know, they come out a couple hours later and get a win over a team, you know, that was ranked pretty highly at the start of the season on the road. I think that's what Kenny, is it? Is that his first overall road win or his first conference road win, you know, that, he, that Kenny Payne got last night? His first it's road win. He beat Clemson in conference at home last year. Did they have another home win in ACC play last year trying to remember but no uh, it's the first uh, the school's first road win in about two full years they beat Georgia Tech at home too right yeah so they won a couple games at home last year yeah so you know just just the way that they shot the ball and you know frankly the way Miami didn't shoot the ball well you know that was that was the story and you know they I don't think they shot that well you know you know at any point this season you know he leaned heavily on a few they leaned heavily on a few of their starters and uh, what's his name? Williams off the bench. All the, they had four guys play at least 33, 34 minutes. And, 
you know, maybe that's that's the formula. You know, you you got you got a few guys you have to play heavy minutes, you know, because you're not getting anything from anybody else. And you know, at this point, you know, it's it's, it's worth a shot. And you know, last night, you know, that that worked out for him. Jay Davis with us. You can find him at First Gen Sports at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter as well. Uh, go ask him for top five lists on Twitter. Go do it, people. You can do it. Um, the uh, what do you think it looks like for him to to hang around for a third year? How many of these kinds of wins do they have to get? Is it 500 in the league? Is it, you know, 8 and 10 and just showing that, you know, there's some kind of organization, some kind of promise? Or do you think that the damage is done and they'll probably move on? I mean, I, you know, at this point, you know, coming off that, if you see, you know, he's found some type, some formula that can get this team maybe to 500 in the league, uh, you know, by the end of the season. Because, you know, at the top of the ACC right now, and I'm no slice, but, you know, you know, it's it's kind of upside down. You know, I know North Carolina's up there somewhere, but it's like Wake Forest. You know, Clemson. Uh, you know, you know, there's only like three or four three ranked teams in the ACC right now, and you know, it's Carolina, Duke, and Clemson. But Wake Forest is somehow at the top of the league. So you know, there's some there's some they have some chances. You know, looking at you know, I looked at the schedule a couple of weeks ago. You know, we were talking, and I didn't think they were going to win any ACC games. But you know, maybe maybe that shorting up the bench playing three or four guys heavy minutes every night, you know, is maybe that's the formula that they're going to have to run with. You know, they got some, they got some winnable games still, you know, yes. Georgia Tech, you know, comes to the Yum Center, Notre Dame, you know, they, and Virginia's kind of down this year. They're coming there. You know, if, you know, a lot of this right now is, you know, they got a big road win last night, but take care of home. They got like eight or they got, I think they have eight or nine home games left. And, you know, if they, you know, win six or seven of those and, you know, sneak out two or three on the road, that would get them to 500 in the league. You know, then they maybe they don't have to play that first day of the conference tournament and, you know, get a win there and, you know, maybe play in some sort of postseason tournament if, you know, if their record, if they're at 500 by at the end of all of that and, you know, extra practices, a couple of extra reps, you know, maybe that would help. You know, that that's what it, they can't just, you know, fall off a cliff the rest, of, you know, the rest of the way. They can't finish like six and 25. You know, they have to, there's got to be some showing that he found some sort of formula that, you know, this may look better this time next year than it does right now. I use the John L. Smith example a lot of the Northwestern <laughs> comeback where people wanted to buy back in so freaking badly, right? Uh, they liked the coach. It just wasn't working, et cetera. And I wonder if that isn't what, uh, unfortunately, we're seeing here uh, in Louisville as well. Kentucky, obviously, on the other side, uh, gets the win in Florida over the weekend. They come back. They beat Mizzou at Rupp. Rob Dillingham looks like just purely – I compared him actually to another local player here. He reminds me of uh, sophomore year Russ Smith, um, mm. and and that is an absolute top-of-the-tree compliment that I can give to a basketball player in this area is looking like Russ Smith in college. Um, easily the best college player in any sport that I've watched here since I moved to the area. Um, what, uh, what says Jay Davis about Rob Dillingham? Is that a – <laughs> you know that freshman up and down one game he's very you know he's very on top of things he, another game he's missing a bunch of shots uh long term this season what do you think his prospects are yeah he didn't miss much last night uh, at no. all he played <laughs> no. a game you know um you know i know you know in january the early part of the conference season but he's good i think i think he's a lot to be a top 10 pick in the draft and you know just with wow. you know the, his game is, is the way his game he's is, got an you know, nba game that's right. he is yep. Yeah, you know he's he's gonna get a little bigger. You know, what six three six four, which is you know pretty good size for a guard. You know, he just he's just really really good. You know, I really like watching him play. Uh, they had a lot of guys have you know pretty good games last night, and you know they you know that's just another. I know Missouri's not 
very good right now. But, you know, that was one of those take care of business wins, you know, yep. that you have to have, you know, going into another tough road game this Saturday. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about Dillingham and different things that, that ISO. So after the game, Dennis Gates, coach of Missouri does say, you know, out loud, what we're all thinking is that Dillingham's the best ISO player in college. Do I, and I, I was thinking about it once we had that quote and I started watching more and more college basketball, the Louisville game last night actually was a good example of this where, you know, I mean, Kentucky wins that game. They scored 90 points. They have six assists, Jay, six. Mm-hmm. Right, so it, it's a it it became about dudes just making plays, right? Not about you know scoring in rhythm necessarily or whatever it might, the spacing, etc. All those things obviously have to be a part, a component of what you're doing on offense. But I mean, really, the, the ISO thing. Do you expect that to trickle down even more into college basketball as we go forward? I don't know. You know, it de- it depends on your personnel. You know, if you the guys who can do that, and Kentucky has like you know three or four, if not more, who can you know who can just break guys down. And you know that, like I said, that, that depends on you know the personnel you have. You know, you think about you know UConn, Tristan Newton can do it. You know, there's there's other there's another handful of guys. I thought Tyler Kolek was one of those guys, but it doesn't look like he's you know he's he's on that on that tier, you know, USC has a couple guys, even though they're not, you know, great, you know, when Collier and, uh, you know, Boogie Ellis, there's you know, Max Aismas at Texas can do it. Um, you know, it just, they just have multiple guys like that, you know, for, for a young college team, that's just really impressive to have that many guys. If you need a shot, you know, you can go to multiple guys. You know, I don't want it to, for the first sake, I hope it doesn't turn into a situation where, you know, they're kind of playing a hot potato with the ball at the end of these games, you know, you know, some you know mentally they're like, I don't want to take this last shot. You know, it's late February. You know, sometime in March, but they have the personnel to you know go shot from anybody on just about any spot of the floor from four or five guys. All right, let's take a break here, Zach. Uh, we'll come back with Jay. A reminder that Jay is presented by our friends at Lana Sports L A N A Sports dot com. They've got all of your. Uh, all of your stuff for the ABA, and they asked, do you remember the glory days of the ABA with players like Dr. J, Rick Barry, Dan Issel, heated rivalries like the Kentucky Colonels and the Indiana Pacers? What about that nostalgic red, white, and blue basketball they played with? Well, thanks to Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports, family-owned business in Indiana, which is backed by countless ABA legends. That basketball is back. It's made with quality composite leather, and the basketball is a must-have. So whether you're in the market for a new ball to train with or a unique decorative piece for your man cave, they've got you covered at Lana Sports. Head to LanaSports.com. That's L-A-N-A Sports.com to get your original ABA basketball today. If you use the code, and it's only on this show, ABA20, you will get 20% off your order. ABA20 at LanaSports.com. L-A-N-A Sports.com, where the ABA lives on. More with Jay Davis. We do it next here at ESPN 680, 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. 
bust the vibe. Janet Jackson, get the go one time. Baby, just tell me just how you feel. We living it and just giving it to you real. Baby, come on. Every time we crossing the borderline, we giving it to you, making you feel fine. Turn the heat up. Better believe we're going to shine. Make your body wine. Baby, the pleasure is all you mine. You're listening to Rebo and Co. Here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rebo. All right, welcome back in. Final hour here. Hanging out with Jay Davis on a Thursday here, ESPN 680-1057. Bobby V, after us, roundtable 3 o'clock. Reminder, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. They're back, bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Again, those six games this weekend, tons of great college basketball for you to check out this weekend. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every Playoff game day. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the uh, use the code WHBE. New customers, you can bet just five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that code WHBE. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler eighteen plus. Physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. Opt in required. One no sweat token issued per eligible day after opt in. Opt in. No sweat bonus bet based on. Uh, Amount of losing qualifying bet, eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Uh, Jay, uh, did you bet much on the uh, the old uh, playoff games there in uh, in the uh, CFP, or did you keep your money to yourself? Oh, Jay, you there, buddy? All right. Well, we'll get back to Jay. Sorry, Lou, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Okay. Uh, did you bet much Sorry, on, the old, uh, on the old uh, CFP, or did you, uh, did you just kind of uh, take it all in? Uh, I was just taking it all in, you know, when, you know, going back to talking about Michigan and the rivalry, yes, it's, it's, you know, I, I told, you know, I, we've talked about it before and I told a couple of my, you know, friends, I was like, look, I think they're the best team. I think they're going to win the title, but there's no way I was going to put, I, that, I used my one with my heart, <laughs> not my head on that. There was no way I was going to put any money on it to win anything. <laughs> well, there I, you I, go. Just refu- I just refused to do it. There you go. All right. Well, um, you know, uh, staying with basketball here, uh, a bunch of the top teams have uh, have have lost games in recent days uh, in the NCAA in general. Uh, was it four of the top five have lost to unranked teams? First time ever in two days. Uh, what yeah, says Jay Davis? Hours. Is it that kind of season? Are we gonna? Am I gonna have to? Uh, am I going to have to sit through the, it doesn't matter what your seed is, just get to the tournament bullcrap that people try to feed me, or um, is it not one of those seasons? I mean, that matters to a certain extent. You know, you're not going to feed, you know, as crazy as the last tournament was, there's not going to be a 10 or 11 that wins the whole thing. You know, you get in that top six or seven, I think you give yourself a shot. But, you know, these these veteran teams, you know, Purdue goes in Nebraska, and Nebraska is a veteran team, you know, that that's a tough team. And they played Zach Eady really, really, really tough on Tuesday night. I was surprised he was, you know, limited in the way he was. And then, you know, Houston gets their rude awakening and, you know, their first road game, first game in the Big 12, you know, losing to Iowa State. I was very, very shocked, very, very shocked to see Kansas lose to UCF last night. I, I did not see that one coming at all. Um, you know, Tennessee plays what Mississippi State. Mississippi State is actually, you know, on the verge of being ranked at some points this season. That's another decent team. Um, you know, then you got Oklahoma and Marquette losing last night, too. So it's just, yeah, I mean, we're we're going to keep seeing more of this, you know, with the transfer portal and, you know, teams being older and, you know, more experienced. And, there, and frankly, there being a lot of really, really good coaches out there that a lot of people don't know about, you know, with these, you know, game plans and, you know, making sure their players aren't playing, you know, just scared to play these big-name programs. So this this is just going to continue. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. 
Uh, this season, there's there are two teams near the top and Jay Davis with us that are very different in their styles. You have the Kelvin Sampson-led Houston Cougars who are giving up 50 points a game, and you have the uh, John Calipari-led Kentucky Wildcats who are scoring 90 a game. Which team do you think is better set up for a long run in about a month and a half? Well, you know, defense always travels. There's always going to be a night, you know, where – I mean, this this is an interesting example. You know, like I said, defense always travels. You yep. want to be able to get stops. But, you know, a team like Kentucky, like we said before, with so many guys who can get a shot, who can break a guy down, you know, that makes a, that makes a big difference on that end of the floor. But there are not many teams built like Kentucky is. So, you know, I think Houston, with the way they guard, you know, they're going to – you know, I, I think they're going to still be a problem in the tournament. You know, that was their first loss of the year. That was clearly the, you know, fewest amount of points they scored, you know, in a game. They scored 53. I think they've been averaging something like 78, 80 points a game. But – you know, moving forward, you know, I, I think they should be okay. But, you know, as I say that, I look at their schedule and they got – they're at TCU on Saturday and TCU's another tough team. I think they knocked off Oklahoma last night, uh, you know, who's in the top 10, top 12. And, you know, that, that schedule is a, is a is turning into a bear, you know, for Houston. So they're going to be – you know, they might – obviously they're not going to run through the league undefeated, you know, but that, that is going to prep them really, really well for March, I think. Let's move to football, and there's no good way to translate these things here. Um, look, in the same day, <laughs> Nick Saban hangs it up for good, and uh, and frankly, Bill Belichick is no longer with the Patriots. We can do the which one had a better career talk, but, I mean, this is as big a monumental shift in coaching as we've had in the same day maybe ever, yes? Yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the best coach ever at their respective, you know, their respective levels. And, you know, for, I think it's for totally different reasons, but they both decided to walk away. Saban, you know, there was a report yesterday that, you know, which is kind of ironic, you know, because he's, you know, I know he's do things my way, but he does seem player friendly. You get Saban, you know, there's videos of him doing a, the electric slide at recruits houses with their family. Sure. So, you know, there's, there's a person in there somewhere, but, you know, the NIL transfer portal was getting, you know, was getting to him, you know, according to a report I saw yesterday. And then, you know, Belichick, you know, he's just – I. a lot of people are thinking that he's done. I don't think he's done. He's too close to the all-time wins record to be done. But he's been a very, very bad general manager, you know, just in terms of evaluating talent. You know, none of their draft picks have panned out in the last, you know, handful of years. So, if he's – if there's – I don't know where he's going to go because, you know, with him having the track record that he has, it would be hard for, you know, any other team to tell him no. But – if there's a you know strong owner who says, look, we want you to be the coach, and we're going to hire somebody else to make all the personnel decisions, I think, I think he'll get right back on track. You know, there's you know he could go to San Diego. You know, Justin Herbert's right there, even though I, even though there are people who think much more Justin Herbert than I do. But you know, that's I think that's a pretty ideal situation. Get his offensive coordinator, and you know where he's able to you know just kind of hone in on the defense, and I think he'd be fine. Uh- Interesting stuff going on because the other part of this is that with with Saban retiring and the what appears to be more than 50-50 chance that Harbaugh takes an NFL job, two of the what, 10, 12 best jobs in the country are open, right? And, and one of them is easily a top, if not the top job, top two or three in Alabama. Michigan is what it is, but frankly, in the new era, in the NIL era, with Harbaugh, they've been better than they were previously, as you pointed out. Long time between titles for them. Um, how hard did the dominoes fall here, do you think? Well, I think Alabama already has a guy in place. You know, 
you know, I, I saw some report. I saw a report yesterday uh, that said, you know, uh, some officials in that athletic department asked the players to wait three days, you know, said 72 hours, you know, before they decide to transfer, you know, because that transfer portal window is open for the next 30 days. Yes. Uh, there's a list of candidates out there. Um, you know, I, I don't think they have, I don't think they'll have trouble, but you know, when you, when you think about it, you know, you talk about, you know, how, how great that job is. I, I don't know, you know, just looking at, you know, thinking about the history of it, you know, the, before Saban, you know, they had, they had their struggles. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of coaches that finished 500 uh, or worse, you know, with that program before he got there. So, you know, this might be one of those Michael Jordan in Chicago things where, you know, you have this one person, Tim Duncan in San Antonio, this one person who's kind of like this comment and, you know, shoot you to the moon. And then, you know, out of the, you know, just just based on what I know, you know, SEC football in Alabama, you know, I don't think those that fan base is going to take kindly to, you know, going back to seventy five, eight and four. They need to hit a home run. Michigan, on the other hand, um, I, you know, I'm not totally sure that, you know, Harbaugh is like so, you know, bound for the NFL. Okay. He keeps saying that there's there's no real indi- there's been no real indication that, and I know he keeps stuff close to the vest. There's been no real indication of that, you know. He could have done that after 2020 when they were really bad, but you know he took a cut and you know ch- changed up with his staff, and now they're the best team in the country. So you know what's to say? And you know he 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 loves that school. He played quarterback yep. there. He basically grew up across the street from the stadium. Yep. You know at this point, you know with what he's done. You know he had his, you know just seeing his family there on Monday night. You know then you know people who love that program. You know he I, I, at this point, you know. I, and even with the money, you know, he's giving money back. You know, I know there's some talk of like a 10-year, $155 million contract there. You know, at this point, I don't see him leaving. But, you know, if he did, I think I think Michigan has a much tougher time, you know, finding a coach to follow him than Alabama does, you know, because there's guys, you know, that were on his staff. You know, I know Kirby's not, Kirby Smart's not going to leave Georgia, but, you know, Dan Lanning was you know, assistant there. And, you know, people are talking about Sarkeesian, you know, taking that job. Lane Kiffin, who frankly is, you know, a lot better coach than he was five or six That's years true. ago. So, yeah, like, you know, one of those jobs will have, I think, way more attractive candidates than the other one. You mentioned earlier about Saban hanging it up. And, you know, they put the report out that he doesn't love the changes to the game and that kind of stuff. Do you hold that kind of quote against Nick Saban? Because I personally do not. I assume that at 42 when I'm already like, whoa, that's that's what we're doing now culturally? <laughs> like some stuff even catches me off guard. Like 30 years from now when I'm in my early 70s, I'm going to be offended and, and uncomfortable with way more things than what's going on right now. So I don't yeah, hold that man, against it's... guys like that. And, and look, if you come up in a system where you're in complete control and you get to mm-hmm. do whatever the hell you want, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, not so much. Uh, I could see where that change is, is a radical one and one that isn't very comfortable. What says Jay Davis? Yeah, absolutely. That, and that's a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, like we've seen the last couple of years, you know, Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, now Nick Saban. You know, I'm sure there's other things that, you know, I'm not thinking of. These are, you know, those programs were, you know, autocratic, you know, for, for a sure. long time. And now, you know, you got kids coming in, you know, you know or you, you spend all your time as a coach. You know, you might be recruiting the kids seventh, eighth grade. You know, hey, you, you're going to come and you and your pitches, you're, you're going to spend, you know, particularly football, you're going to spend three, four years with me. And, you know, if they get there and they don't play, 
you know, then they want to go somewhere else. Now, I am I am not totally against the transfer portal. I'm, you know, obviously not against NIL because these kids should have been getting something from a, for a long time ago, even though I think at this point the school should be, you know, directly paying them. But just the idea to me, and I don't think this has anything to do with age, that, you know, you go here to compete. You, you're this yes. competitor. You've been competing your whole life to get to this point, high-level high college football. And, you know, you don't get to play as much as you think you should have at a program like Alabama or anywhere else, and, you're, and, you, and you just decide to quit. You know, what happened to that competitor? You know, I, I think there's too much of that. You know, that's why you're seeing 900,000 kids in the portal, you know, every year, you know, the, the first chance you get. You know, I think that number would be a lot less if there were, you know, some, some if, if more of these kids really wanted to compete for these jobs that they're, that they're up for. Hmm. Interesting. Um, with – Belichick out of New England, Saban retiring. There is, you know, I was looking up, you know, first uh, first take is on. They were having the who's who had a better career, Saban or Belichick. Um, I, I'll bring in Zach C for this one, our producer, our resident football head as well. But Jay, for you, who is the better of those two if you had to choose one? Uh, you know, it's see, it's it's tough because they did it on two different levels. But yep. I would I would probably say Saban. You know, Saban. I don't think Saban okay. ever had ever had a year that he was under five hundred. You know, he won a division title at Toledo. Um, you know, Michigan State. He kind of turned around at a time when you know that you know the program was coming off you know some years, some probation, and you know freshman year was his last year there. You know, we go nine and two, win the bowl game. He doesn't coach the bowl game. And back then, you know, it was a question about going to LSU because LSU in 1999, you know, wasn't what LSU is now. But, you know, seeing what he did there in the, what, four or five years he was there, um, I know he didn't, you know, do that great quote-unquote with the Dolphins. Uh, You know, there's still some questions about why he decided to leave. And then he comes back, goes to Alabama, and, you know, builds a dynasty. Uh, You know, I know Bill Belichick kind of did essentially the same thing with the Patriots, but over the last three or four years, you know, the questions have come out about, you know, was that more about Tom Brady or was that more about him? And, you know, just to see the way Nick Saban's changed, you know, with taking on new different assistants pretty much every year because his assistants always get jobs and still being able to win at a high level, I guess you would probably, I guess I would probably say Saban had a better career than, than Bill Belichick had. I agree that it's Saban and you bring up Tom Brady and I don't, I don't want to do the thing where it's, oh, Brady won those games, as they would say around here with Kenny Payne, right? Brady won those games or whatever. Because I think in those situations, like, you know, Jordan with with um <clears throat> Scotty Pippen. Was, no, Jackson. no, with his coach. I'm sorry. Phil Jackson. Uh, with Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Thank you. Good God. You know, Jordan with Phil Jackson. Is is Jordan the guy that he is without Phil Jackson? I don't think he is. Now, is he still great? Is he still win a bunch of titles? I think he does. But I think you need both of those pieces in that case. The, what you talked about at the end there is why Saban's better is because he did it with a rotating cast of characters, not just on the player side, but on the coach's side as well. Zach, what says Zach C? Uh, this is going to make for terrible radio, but I'm in agreement with, with all of you. <laughs> it's Saban, and the reason why it's Saban is because 15 straight years, Alabama was ranked number one in the country at some point during the season. <sighs> and think insane. about this. Yeah. From 2008 up until 2023, Alabama either won the national championship or the team that eventually won the national title had to beat Alabama all but two years, 2013 Florida State and last year Georgia. Those are the only two teams in the last 15 years that didn't have to beat Alabama or be Alabama to win the national championship. And he did it with basically taking your entire roster and transforming it every three years. You know, he evolved from running the ball and playing dominant defense to spreading it out because of Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. Nobody adjusted better than Saban. 
Nobody. By the way, I think uh, local guy, uh, Pat Forty, SI.com, uh, it's Nick Saban never stopped proving himself as college football's greatest coach of all time. Go read it. It's a really great piece. Um, you know, it, he'll, he'll, he goes on other shows on this station, so uh, you, you'll probably hear him at some point. But I think, uh, I, I think that I agree with uh, both of you. Let's take our final break here. We'll come back. We'll uh, wrap up the show here. Um, I've got a very uncomfortable horse racing story, and we have to get to it. Jay has no idea what it is. I intentionally didn't even put it on the show sheet, but it speaks to what really matters and what's really valuable in horse racing. It's disgusting. You'll want to hear it. We talk about it next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right. <laughs> Final segment of the show. Hanging out with Jay Davis as we do every Thursday. Reminder to uh, Jay's presented by our friends at Lana Sports. And man, do you remember those great rivalries in the ABA glory days? The Colonels, the Pacers, the Nets. How about Dr. Jay, Rick Berry, Dan Issel? or even playing pickup ball with that nostalgic red, white, and blue basketball. Hey, an Indiana-based company, Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. They've partnered with those very same ABA legends and countless others to bring back that original basketball and other unique ABA products. Crafted with quality composite leather, this basketball is an absolute must-have for any hoops enthusiast. Visit them at their website, lanasports.com, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Use that code ABA20. ABA 20 to get 20% off your order. A lot of sports with the ABA lives on a texture had texted in. And this is a great one. If these are the kinds of things, when we have these kinds of retirements, monumental retirements, and we'll spend more time on this tomorrow. Cause I know Zach will want to do a little bit more football. And that's great. Uh, texture asked, what if Nick Saban had decided to go with Drew Brees instead of Culpepper when he was with the dolphins, how different would things have turned out? And I said, this is a great. What if, and here was my response. We'd all be poorer for that. Because we wouldn't have those Bama teams, and we would not have had the 49 first-rounders that he put in the NFL. So we would have been poor all around, frankly, uh, in football had Nick Saban uh, put in Drew Brees instead of Dante Culpepper. To defend Nick Saban a little, Dante Culpepper, when he was good, he was really, really good. So there you go. All right, Jay Davis, final segment here on Rabot Co. on a Thursday. Bobby V after me, and then, of course, roundtable 3 o'clock. All right, uh, let's get your NBA power rankings in for this week. Uh, Knicks on the move. How good can the New York Knicks be? Well, since they got OG Ananobi there, they've been awesome. You know, they went from, uh, you know, a bottom 10 defensive team in terms of defensive efficiency to the best defensive team in the league. Isaiah Hartenstein is, since the the start of the new year, has the plus minus in the league. Um, You know, OG is just so versatile. 
you know, and just the way he can play on both ends of the floor. You know, he on defense, obviously, he can guard, you know, one through four, one through five, depending on who you're playing on offense. He can hit the corner three. He can, you know, he can play the that slasher role on the baseline. You know, he, he can he can score at a couple different levels. You know, he's not a, a go-to scorer, but they don't need him for that. You know, so that, that run has just, that, excuse me, that move has just kind of lit a fire under the Knicks. And, you know, I don't, like, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they'll get on that tier of, you know, maybe a Boston, uh, but, you know, if they played Milwaukee in a playoff series, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat him, Philly either. Did they find Darko Ryakovic? You know what? I don't think they find him yet. I'm surprised they haven't, but, you know, <laughs> I, I think I, I don't have a problem with what he said. I agree. Was, and you're a Laker fan, you know, right? That, All right? You know, that's one of those things where, you know, just something so egregious where they're winning most of that game. I watched most of that game. Sure. Um, you know, they're winning for much of that game, and then things just turn, you know, and you can see it. You know, you see guys flopping to get calls. You know, it's not just LeBron and Anthony Davis. Austin Reeves is really bad about it, too, <laughs> and a couple other guys. And, you know, that frustration comes out. You know, Toronto's trying to battle this way, you know, out of the out of the basement. You know, they haven't been very good this year. That trade, you know, kind of kind of sparked something in them. You know, they get younger with R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, and, you know, those two guys have played really well since they since they went over to Toronto. And, you know, that's just a coach trying to fight for wins. And, you know, you can't take any of those games for granted. And, you know, I think he was right to be frustrated. If you're Scotty Barnes, are you just asking for, like, 30, 40 walls to run through? <laughs> oh, you have to. Right? You know, that, that's everybody on the end. You know, he's Good talking Lord. about facing the league. Yes. You know, you, you know pe- people have been clowning, you know, Darko for saying that. But what's he supposed to say? You know, that's, Correct. The, that's the best player on their team, yep. you know. You know, there's, you know, Monty Williams is probably somewhere saying, you know, Cage, you could be the K Cunningham could be the face of the league, and and they're awful. So, you know, that's just something a good coach does for their players to get them to play every night. And, you know, Scotty Barnes better, <laughs> he better make sure everybody practices hard now for the rest of his, <laughs> his career as long as Darko's his coach. Uh, quote, it makes me feel great. It makes our team feel great as well, knowing that he's got our back. And that was Scotty Barnes's reaction to Darko Ryakovich's uh, rant the other day. Uh, it is shame, by the way. I think it's one of the great drops of all time. <laughs> it is shame. Yeah, that was, it is shame. That's, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> that's some eighties, uh, you know, eighties. We got bad guy movie stuff right there. Some get ready for it on Instagram. At some point, you'll be scr- you'll be sc- scrolling through, and they'll do the DJ thing where the guy does the the drop right, and it's just Darko <laughs> going. It is shame, and then the bass hits, and it's a whole thing. All right, uh, Jay Metro, Davis with us. All right, Metro Boomin drops it. Metro Broomin drops it. It is shame tag on one of his songs of future. That's um, that's what I'm waiting for. Uh, Texter, how could have how good could Tom Crean have been with OG and Anobi? Oh wait, <laughs> it's a good text. All right, so let me tell you this bizarre horse racing story. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, we have a problem in horse racing, uh, Jay, in that you make more money by breeding horses than by racing them. Okay? Oh, so so that sounds like, uh, okay, all right. What does it sound like? that's 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 interesting okay so uh it, you can imagine uh I, I can't really think of like a basketball or football equivalent other than like if you made more money coaching than playing more guys would try to coach than play that kind of stuff right um and so yeah. it's not great for the sport that the best athletes in it are pulled off of the the field of play uh and out of your sight you know because they're they're you know they're they're breeding instead of actually playing so there's a horse named Early voting. Uh, Jay, have you ever heard of the horse named Early Voting? 
I have not. Okay, so he won a race called the Preakness, and he did that last year, I, or two years ago, excuse me, Preakness. in 2022. Uh, and uh, so he he wins that race. He had won a, a race called the Withers before that, which they will run uh, in a couple of weeks uh, on Long Island. And um, so a couple of good races. Didn't quite qualify for the Kentucky Derby, but comes back, wins that Preakness, runs a couple more times later that year. But because he had won the Preakness, he goes off to the breeding shed. Well, they discover uh, he's got a little issue with his breeding. Oh, boy. So they go. they send him away to a surgeon who works with endangered animals to help them reproduce. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. This guy's job is to perform surgeries on endangered animals like, like Javan rhinos and this kind of stuff to make sure that they can breed. And they sent early voting to do that so that he could have 120, 150 kids this year. How about that? Hey, NBA, I bet you don't got that kind of story. What's up? Huh? Anything in the next Saban file about that? Huh? A little endangered doctor talk? How wild is that, man? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's way up there. I just, watching horse racing Twitter circle around that story, Not know, no one knew what to say. No one has any idea how to make. The jokes are all there. They're all fantastic. But, um, you know, like, would your wife do that for you? You know, this kind of stuff, you know. It's just, it's just so, <laughs> mine would not. Let's be on record here. Mine either. <laughs> it's me so there you go. A little early voting talk on a, on a Thursday. Jay, I'll let you get out of here. We'll wrap up the show. Thanks, man. All right. Take it easy, Luke. All right, Jay. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Jay, again, presented by our friends at Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Go check them out for all the good uh, ABA deals there. ABA20 is our... Um, is our promo code for them. I'm so pleased that they gave us that. Uh, the one on social media is ABA10. No, use ABA20. That's from us here at Rabo & Co. Um, uh, NBA players that couldn't breed would definitely be a headline. Yeah. It's real life. It's real life. Uh, go ahead and hang Jay up there for me. Thank you, sir. Oh, there we go. All right, there we go. All right. Tomorrow we will have Matthew DeSantis on, and I thought we would get this out of the way before he comes on. No, he is not related to the Republican presidential candidate, current governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Of course, it had to be asked. I, I don't blame you. You asked immediately. Uh, Matthew, no. Matthew uh, is a guy, and I, he is one that I appreciate. So uh, yes. it's not very often that I get to have folks like Matthew on the show. He and I have a very similar story, which is we just started making horse racing content and eventually got to jobs that are a version of our dream jobs. I love doing this. I've always wanted to do this. Matthew just started making YouTube videos and and following races and, and I mean, oh God, doing live streams during Assiniboia Downs on Tuesday nights in Canada, this kind of stuff. And he got picked up by Naira, yeah. uh, the New York Racing Association. And so he'll jump on with us tomorrow ahead of the Busanda. It's the first 20-point prep this year uh, for the Kentucky Oaks. He'll jump on at 11 tomorrow. We'll also preview. Early voting, by the way, came out of that Wood Memorial Withers uh, path in New York. And so we will ask him about that path to the Derby. Uh, Zach, can you remember the last time the Wood Memorial winner won the Kentucky Derby? Do you remember the year? Was it 2001? 2000. 2000. Can you name the horse? No. Okay. Will you remember Fusaichi Pegasus by tomorrow? Probably not. Okay, good. That's too complicated of a name. (laughs) I think it's still the most expensive horse to ever win the Kentucky Derby. How about that? (laughs) That's a funny text coming down. Uh, Belichick and Brady versus Saban and Breeze in the same division is mouthwatering. Oh, yeah. Not a bad text. (laughs) Not a bad text. Um, 
Texter said, I hope Bobby V doesn't overdo the U of L win. I don't think he will. I no, I don't think he will. I think Bob you know what? I'm not gonna speak for him, but I would be surprised if he overdoes it. I think I, I'll like, be realistic. Stop. I think he will too. I think he will too. I think he'll talk about it frankly the same way I did. Sure. Uh, he'll be in more depth because he was there sideline all those things. But I think that I, I think he'll praise Mike James. He'll talk about the development of BHH, which, by the way, I mean, if you want to give credit to people on that staff, he's way better than last year. Boy, Strebel's going to have a hard time with that today because, you know, he's famously not on the BHH train. I, I think he needs to s- stay steadfast. Yeah. Double down. <laughs> Come on, Strebel, double down. <laughs> Japanese horse, if I remember right. Uh, Japanese ownership, for sure, with Fusei Pegasus. That's right. Yeah, there you go. But we'll talk to Matthew tomorrow at 11. Uh, we'll have Zach's stupid horse racing question tomorrow, of course. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to announce something soon uh, about our horse racing segments and different things and make sure that we are um, all over that. I just, you know, I think that, um, you know, with the win last night, again, as a guy who's living through this Pistons several seasons, I, I get it. And I hope people enjoyed it. I, I, again, I'm not going to be negative about it, but I, I will I, again, I will wait to see if they can do it on back to back games. That, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a negative take. I don't think it's a positive take. I think it's just a realistic. I think that's, that's fair. I, we need to see it more than just being a one off. Last thing I didn't mention, uh, they did raise the Derby purse to five million bucks. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I will say, I think it's at least a little bit of a reaction that they got away from, for the next two years, they're running the Belmont at Saratoga at the same distance as the Derby, Mm -hmm. rather than uh, another... Uh, another you know quarter of a mile at the Belmont. Yeah. So I I don't think this is purely just a reaction to that, but man, this is a better way to make sure that the second place horse in the Derby this year is getting a million bucks. That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. It's awesome. Now the only thing I, I did get you know, I was talking to Johnny Sales this morning. He was like, "Why isn't the Kentucky Oaks two million bucks?" I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing for you. It's still. I still think the preeminent race for, for three-year-old uh, fillies in this country. Uh, Texter, do-do-do-do-do. Uh, oh, man. Oh, Bobby V doesn't have a headache from sitting next to the band on the entire game. Man, I hope not. <laughs> that Miami you, that Miami basketball arena looks so nice, and there's just no one in it. I know. <laughs> it looks so nice. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, Bobby V after me, you'll get the full reaction uh, on the ground there uh, in Coral Gables last night against the Hurricanes. Uh, good win, man. It just is. Only one way to say it. And uh, look, I, I again, on record, I hope they replicated a bunch this spring uh, and just absolutely complicate all of those things. Uh, tomorrow, Matthew DeSantis will do our normal horse racing stuff. We'll get you ready for the weekend games uh, as well. UK on the road, U L. Back home for NC State. We'll make sure you're ready for all of it. Alongside Zach Cantrell, I'm Louis Rabot. This is Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680, 105.7. I'll be back tomorrow at 10, and I hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody.
You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right. <laughs> Final segment of the show. Hanging out with Jay Davis as we do every Thursday. Reminder to uh, Jay's presented by our friends at Lana Sports. And man, do you remember those great rivalries in the ABA glory days? The Colonels, the Pacers, the Nets. How about Dr. J. Rick Berry, Dan Issel? or even playing pickup ball with that nostalgic red, white, and blue basketball. Hey, an Indiana-based company, Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. They've partnered with those very same ABA legends and countless others to bring back that original basketball and other unique ABA products. Crafted with quality composite leather, this basketball is an absolute must-have for any hoops enthusiast. Visit them at their website, LanaSports.com, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Use that code ABA20. ABA 20 to get 20% off your order. A lot of sports with the ABA lives on a texture and texted in. And this is a great one. If these are the kinds of things, when we have these kinds of retirements, monumental retirements, and we'll spend more time on this tomorrow. Cause I know Zach will want to do a little bit more football. And that's great. Uh, texture asked, what if Nick Saban had decided to go with drew Brees instead of Culpepper when he was with the dolphins, how different would things have turned out? And I said, this is a great. What if, and here was my response. We'd all be poorer for that. Because we wouldn't have those Bama teams, and we would not have had the 49 first-rounders that he put in the NFL. So we would have been poor all around, frankly, uh, in football had Nick Saban uh, put in Drew Brees instead of Dante Culpepper. To defend Nick Saban a little, Dante Culpepper, when he was good, he was really, really good. So there you go. All right, Jay Davis, final segment here on Rabot Co. on a Thursday. Bobby V after me, and then, of course, roundtable 3 o'clock. All right, uh, let's get your NBA power rankings in for this week. Uh, Knicks on the move. How good can the New York Knicks be? Well, since they got OG Ananobi there, they've been awesome. You know, they went from, uh, you know, a bottom 10 defensive team in terms of defensive efficiency to the best defensive team in the league. Isaiah Hartenstein is, since since the start of the new year, had the plus minus in the league. Um, You know, OG is just so versatile. You know, and just the way he can play on both ends of the floor. You know, he on defense, obviously, he can guard, you know, one through four, one through five, depending on who you're playing on offense. He can hit the corner three. He can, you know, he can play the that slasher role on the baseline. You know, he, he can he can score at a couple of different levels. You know, he's not a, a go-to scorer, but they don't need him for that. You know, so that, that run has just, that, excuse me, that move has just kind of lit a fire under the Knicks. And, you know, I don't, like, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they'll get on that tier of, you know, maybe a Boston, uh, but you know, if, if they played Milwaukee in a playoff series, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat him Philly either. Did they find Darko Ryakovich? You know what? I don't think they find him yet. I'm surprised they haven't. But you know, <laughs> I, I think I, I don't have a problem with what he said. You I know, agree. Was, and you're a Laker fan, you know, right? That, All right. You know, that's one of those things where, you know, just something so egregious where they're winning most of that game. I watched most of that game. Sure. Um, you know, they're winning for much of that game, and then things just turn, you know, and you can see it. You know, you see guys flopping to get called. You know, it's not just LeBron and Anthony Davis. Austin Reeves is really bad about it, too, <laughs> and a couple other guys. And, you know, that frustration comes out, you know. Toronto's trying to battle this way, you know, out of the out of the basement. You know, they haven't been very good this year. That trade, you know, kind of – kind of spark something in them. You know, they get younger with R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. And, you know, those two guys have played really well since they since they went over to Toronto. And, you know, that's just a coach trying to fight for wins. And, you know, you can't take any of those games for granted. And, you know, I think he was right to be frustrated. If you're Scotty Barnes, are you just asking for, like, 30, 40 walls to run through? 
Oh, you have to. Right? You know, that, that's everybody on the edge. You know, he's Good talking Lord. about facing the league. Yes. You know, you, you know pe- people have been clowning, you know, Darko for saying that. But what's Whatever. he supposed to say? You know, that's, Correct. The, that's the best player on their team. Yep. You know, you know, there's, you know, Monty Williams is probably somewhere saying, you know, Cade, you could be the Cade Cunningham could be the face of this league. And, and they're awful. So, you know, that's just something a good coach does for their players to get them to play every night. And, you know, Scotty Barnes better – he better make sure everybody practices hard now for the rest of his, rest of his career as long as Darko's his coach. Uh, quote, it makes me feel great. It makes our team feel great as well, knowing that he's got our back. And that was Scotty Barnes' reaction to Darko Ryakovich's uh, rant the other day. Uh, it is shame, by the way, I think it's one of the great drops of all time. <laughs> it is shame. Yeah, that was, it is shame. That's, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> That's some '80s, uh, you know, '80s big guy, bad guy movie stuff right there. Some, you get ready for it on Instagram. At some point, you'll be scr- you'll be sc- scrolling through, and they'll do the DJ thing where the guy does the the drop right, and it's just Darko <laughs> going eat his shame, and then the bass hits, and it's a whole thing. All right, uh, Jay Metro, Davis with us. All right, Metro Boomin drops it. Metro Boomin drops it. It is shame tag on one of his songs of future. That's um, that's what I'm waiting for. Uh, Texter, how could have. How good could Tom Crean have been with OG and Anobi? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's a good text. All right, so let me tell you this bizarre horse racing story. Are you ready? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, we have a problem in horse racing, uh, Jay, in that you make more money by breeding horses than by racing them. Okay? Oh, so, so that sounds like a... Uh, okay, all so right. What does it sound like? Uh, that's 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 interesting okay so uh you can imagine uh i i can't really think of like a basketball or football equivalent other than like if you made more money coaching than playing more guys would try to coach than play that kind of stuff right um and so it's not great for the sport that the best athletes in it are pulled off of the the field of play uh and out of your sight you know because they're they're you know they're they're breeding instead of actually playing so there's a horse named Early voting. Uh, Jay, have you ever heard of the horse named Early Voting? I have not. Okay, so he won a race called the Preakness, and he did that last year, or two years ago, excuse me, in 2022. Uh, and uh, so he he wins that race. He had won a, a race called the Withers before that, which they will run uh, in a couple of weeks uh, on Long Island. And um, so a couple of good races. Didn't quite qualify for the Kentucky Derby, but comes back, wins that Preakness, runs a couple more times later that year. But because he had won the Preakness, he goes off to the breeding shed. Well, they discover uh, he's got a little issue with his breeding. Oh, boy. So they go. they send him away to a surgeon who works with endangered animals to help them reproduce <laughs> like i'm not kidding this guy's job is to perform surgeries on endangered animals like like javan rhinos and this kind of stuff to make sure that they can breed and they sent early voting to do that so that he could have 120 150 kids this year how about that hey nba i bet you don't got that kind of story what's up Huh? Anything in the Nick Saban file about that? Huh? A little endangered doctor talk? How wild is that, man? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's way up there. I just, watching horse racing Twitter circle around that story, Not know, no one knew what to say. No one has any idea how to make. The jokes are all there. They're all fantastic. But, um, you know, like, would your wife do that for you? You know, this kind of stuff. You know, it's just, it's just <laughs> Mine would not. Let's be on record here. Mine either. <laughs> it's me under So there you go. A little early voting talk on a, on a Thursday. Jay, I'll let you get out of here. We'll wrap up the show. Thanks, man.
All right, take it easy, Lou. All right, Jay, appreciate you very much. Uh, Jay, again, presented by our friends at Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Go check them out for all the good uh, ABA deals there. ABA20 is our... Um, is our promo code for them. I'm so pleased that they gave us that. Uh, the one on social media is ABA10. No, use ABA20. That's from us here at Rabo Co. Um, uh, NBA players that couldn't breed would definitely be a headline. Yeah. It's real life. It's real life. Uh, go ahead and hang Jay up there for me. Thank you, sir. Oh, there we go. All right, there we go. All right. Tomorrow, we will have Matthew DeSantis on. And I thought we would get this out of the way before he comes on. No, he is not related to the Republican presidential candidate, current governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Of course, it had to be asked. I I don't blame you. You asked immediately. Uh, Matthew, no. Matthew uh, is a guy, and he is one that I appreciate. So uh, it's not very often that I get to have folks like Matthew on the show. He and I have a very similar story, which is we just started making horse racing content and eventually got to jobs that are a version of our dream jobs. I love doing this. I've always wanted to do this. Matthew just started making YouTube videos and and following races and and I mean oh god doing live streams during Assiniboia Downs on Tuesday nights in Canada this kind of stuff and he got picked up by Naira yeah. uh, the New York Racing Association and so he'll jump on with us tomorrow ahead of the Busan it's the first 20 point prep this year uh, for the Kentucky Oaks he'll jump on at 11 tomorrow we'll also preview early voting by the way came out of that Wood Memorial Withers uh, path in New York and so we will ask him about that path to the Derby. Uh, Zach, can you remember the last time the Wood Memorial winner won the Kentucky Derby? Do you remember the year? Was it 2001? 2000. 2000. Can you name the horse? No. Okay. Will you remember Fusaichi Pegasus by tomorrow? Probably not. Okay, good. That's too complicated of a name. (laughs) I think it's still the most expensive horse to ever win the Kentucky Derby. How about that? (laughs) That's a funny text coming down. Uh, Belichick and Brady versus Saban and Breeze in the same division is mouthwatering. Oh, yeah. Not a bad text. <laughs> Not a bad text. Um, Texter saying, I hope Bobby V doesn't overdo the U of L win. I don't think he will. I, no, I don't think he will. I think Bob. You know what? I'm not going to speak for him, but I would be surprised if he overdoes it. I think I, he'll like, be realistic. Stunned. I think he will too. I think he will too. I think he'll talk about it, frankly, the same way I did. Sure. Uh, he'll be in more depth because he was there sideline and all those things. But I think that I, I think he'll praise Mike James. He'll talk about the development of BHH, which, by the way, I mean, if you want to give credit to people on that staff, he's way better than last year. Boy, Strebel's going to have a hard time with that today because, you know, he's famously not on the BHH train. I, I think he needs to s- stay steadfast. Yeah. Double down. <laughs> Come on, Strebel. Double down. <laughs> Japanese horse, if I remember right. Uh, Japanese ownership, for sure, with Fusei Pegasus. That's right. There you go. But we'll talk to Matthew tomorrow at 11. Uh, we'll have Zach's stupid horse racing question tomorrow, of course. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to announce something soon uh, about our horse racing segments and different things and make sure that we are um, all over that. I just, you know, I think that, um, you know, with the win last night, again, as a guy who's living through this Pistons several seasons, I, I get it and I hope people enjoyed it. I, I Again, I'm not going to be negative about it, but I, I will, I, again, I will wait to see if they can do it on back-to-back net games. That, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a negative take. I don't think it's a positive take. I think it's just a realistic. I think that's, that's fair. I, we need to see it more than just being a one-off. Last thing I didn't mention, uh, they did raise the Derby purse to five million bucks, um, and I think that's a good thing. I will say, I think it's at least a little bit of a reaction that they got away from. For the next two years, they're running the Belmont at Saratoga at the same distance as the Derby, mm-hmm. rather than uh, another. 
another you know quarter of a mile at the Belmont. Yeah. So I I don't think this is purely just a reaction to that. But man, this is a better way to make sure that the second place horse in the Derby this year is getting a million bucks. That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. It's awesome. Now, the only thing I, I did get, you know, I was talking Johnny Sales this morning. He was like, why isn't the Kentucky Oaks two million bucks? I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing for you. It's still, I still think the preeminent race for, for three-year-old uh, fillies in this country. Uh, Texter, do 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 Oh, Bobby V doesn't have a headache from sitting next to the band on the entire game. Man, I hope not. That Miami, you, that Miami basketball arena looks so nice, and there's just no one in it. I know. <laughs> it looks so nice. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, Bobby V, after me, you'll get the full reaction uh, on the ground there uh, in Coral Gables last night against the Hurricanes. Uh, good win, man. It just is. Only one way to say it. And, uh, look, I, I again, on record, I hope they replicated a bunch this spring uh, and just – absolutely complicate all of those things. Uh, tomorrow, Matthew DeSantis will do our normal horse racing stuff. We'll get you ready for the weekend games uh, as well. UK on the road, U L Back home for NC State. We'll make sure you're ready for all of it. Alongside Zach Cantrell, I'm Louis Rabot. This is Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. I'll be back tomorrow at 10, and I hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody.